0: Capo Kako was the second overall pick in the 2019 NHL draft, and there are now heavy rumors that he will be playing his next season of hockey somewhere else in the NHL. And on today's episode, we discuss what it might look like for Kako to come and play hockey in Dallas. And then we'll close out the show with some Stanley Cup finals game one predictions on today's episode of Locked on Stars. The Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media coming to you on this Wednesday, June 15th. I hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you are listening, whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show. Thank you for stopping in and making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to our show on YouTube as well as follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you are listening at. We are free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen. You can also find and follow me and tweet at me on Twitter at Dane Double underscore Lewis and our show as well at Locked on Stars, getting close to 800 followers on the Locked on Stars Twitter account. So be sure to go check us out there if you don't follow Already. And as you heard in the cold open, the majority of today's episode, we will be focused on current New York Ranger Capo Caco. And there's this is a guy that has been circulating the NHL news cycle the past few days because there hasn't been any hockey on. We finally have game one of the Stanley Cup finals tonight, but we haven't had an NHL hockey game since Saturday. But one of the biggest storylines coming from game six of the Eastern Conference finals was the healthy scratch of capo caco by rangers head coach gerard gallant came out before the game said that capo caco would not be playing and then after the game never really dove into why and he put in a few other players in the lineup like dylan strome who just were not ready to go dealing with some injuries and you could just tell from the get-go not you know the perfect solution and who's to say whether or not capo capo caco playing affects the outcome of that game i personally don't think that his presence means a rangers win Uh, it probably doesn't have too much of an effect on the game but still it was a huge story going into the game and is now being discussed heavily after the game Uh, and especially the discussion now being geared towards where will capo caco be playing hockey next season and this is just such an interesting player because caco was the second overall pick by the new york rangers in the 2019 nhl draft this was the same draft in which guys like jack hughes the first overall pick were taken Reed Cider, Trevor Zegers, some guys, a lot of these guys are kind of taking, it's not center stage, but kind of asserting themselves onto the stage of today's NHL of, hey, we are some of the future stars of the league. We've known about Jack Hughes for a little bit longer, whereas guys like Zegris and Cider have really made themselves known to the hockey world this season. And while guys like Hughes and Zegris and Cider, a few other people from that draft class are starting to assert themselves as perennial. NHL stars or NHL playmakers, a guy like Capo Caco has not quite had that effect up to this point in his career. He just hasn't been able to produce very much with New York since he made his debut in 2019. Had a decent rookie season, 23 points in 66 games, but not the kind of output you would expect from a guy like that, a guy who was taken second overall. In the draft. And then even this season, just such disappointing numbers seven goals, 11 assists, 18 points in total in 43 games played in the 21 22 regular season. And only two goals, three assists, five points in total in 19 postseason games just these past few weeks and past few months. So, not a very productive season for Capo Caco by any stretch of the imagination. And now many people are starting to speculate that he will be on a different team. Many people even saying that the writing is basically on the wall. It's not a matter of if he's playing for a different team. It's a matter of where. It's a matter of where he will be playing his next season or two in the NHL. And I agree with that 100%. I feel like this is definitely a situation that has maybe kind of been building to this and then getting healthy scratched in the most important game of the season for the entire team, the New York Rangers not even getting to play there. I feel like that is a pretty clear sign of how the coaching staff felt about Capo Caco, and now it looks like he will be playing some, the you know however many more years in a different city here in the NHL. And Unfortunately, the, the storyline, at least the way I'm seeing it, is something that I've kind of just noticed and heard other people talk about as well, and that's just there's some criticism around how the New York Rangers develop their young talent or rather the lack thereof of how they develop their young talent that they draft. I mean, you look at this Rangers roster this past season, they had a fantastic year. I think they overachieved by going to the Eastern Conference Finals. I still think they played pretty well. They gave the Tampa Bay Lightning a run for their money, having that 2-0 lead in the series at one point, but just fell short to a team that had way more experience, a team that was much healthier. But you look at this Rangers roster and not a whole lot of the big impact players were drafted by New York. You know, they were drafted by different teams and they were developed within different organizations, whether it's Panarin, Zabanajad, Strom, Fox, Truba, and the list goes on and on. I mean, they did draft guys like Igor Shosturkin, but he was a late draft pick. You look at a lot of their early draft picks since around 2017. Some of the guys have panned out and been decent additions to the roster. Nothing extraordinary. And then some of the guys, especially some of the higher picks, just have not panned out. Uh, you have a guy like Vitali Kravstov, who was drafted ninth overall in the 2018 NHL draft. He's only played 20 NHL games. He just recently did sign a one-year, one-way contract extension with the New York Rangers. There's been a ton of different disputes, and even dating back to earlier in this past season of, you know, he didn't want to be in the AHL, but that's where the Rangers were forcing him to play. So he goes and plays in the KHL. Just a ton of controversy with him within the organization. You even look at the 2017 draft, a guy like Leas Anderson, seventh overall. He played 66 games with the New York Rangers, only had nine points, and is now not even in the organization. He is a part of the LA Kings organization now. But again, this is a guy that was taken seventh overall in the 2017 NHL draft, a guy that I think the Rangers were hoping to potentially build or maybe not build around, but have be a part of their future guy that you would probably expect drafted then to be on this year's team. And that is just not the case. He did not perform how the Rangers expected him to. And so that's not to say that the Rangers don't develop anyone well, that they can't draft anybody. Because like I said, they did draft Sterkin. They've drafted a few other pieces as well, like Chris Kreider, although his seasons before this past season weren't anything to write home about. I mean, they were fine. And the Rangers themselves as an organization, it's okay to build your teams through trades, through free agency. That's how teams across all different sports leagues establish themselves and become really good. That's one aspect of being a good team. But another way that you have to do it is by drafting well and developing your players well. And I think in the case of Capo Caco, he's just another unfortunate story of a a team, in this case the New York Rangers maybe failing him a little bit. And, of course, this isn't a a, a whole episode towards bashing the New York Rangers, but I think that's just what happened. I mean, this is a guy coming in with a ton of upside, a ton of offensive potential at the second overall pick, and he hasn't really done anything. And so now the question is, okay, where does he go play next? And wherever he does play, can he reach that level that many people expected him to? Uh, And if so, where is that city? Where is the best fit for him? Well, in just a moment, we will make the case for Capo Caco in Dallas and why it might be a better idea than some might think. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using RockAuto. RockAuto Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. RockAuto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything that you could possibly need for your car or truck, including brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need at RockAuto.com. Hey, Stars fans, Dane here. We have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast better than ever. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcast. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of ten Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you guys so much for your help. Now let's get back to today's episode. All right, we are continuing to talk about Capo Caco and his future in the NHL. Thank you guys for stopping in for making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. Be sure to subscribe to and follow our show if you do not already do so. But let's continue to talk about Capo Caco, the 21-year-old, 2019 second overall pick. We talked about the last segment about his time in New York and how it has not gone smoothly, whether it's his fault, the organization's fault, maybe a little bit of both. But now it seems like the writing is on the wall that he will be playing in a different city to start the next NHL season. And there's obviously going to be several bidders for a guy that was the second overall pick in his respective draft. It makes sense. He hasn't had the greatest numbers, but this is a guy that has a ton of upside. And so it's no question in my mind that people will be pursuing him this offseason. And I think that even includes the Dallas Stars, some videos I've watched, some articles I've read. Haven't really alluded to that, but that tends to be the case with these kinds of stories, at least what it seems this offseason. And obviously, Dallas, not the best location for free agents or trade pieces this offseason, especially some of the bigger names just due to cap space, due to plenty of other factors as well, how close they are to actually being a legit cup contender. Factors like that there are several other teams out there that have more money more space and have a maybe a little bit more of an appetizing roster but nonetheless I still think it is worth talking about the idea of Capo Caco being a Dallas star at the start of next season and for starters and this is probably the least important factor but one that I still think would have some significance Capo Caco is originally from Finland. Like many other guys who are currently on the Dallas Stars roster, and quite a few of those guys actually pretty big players or guys that I think could eventually be big players for this team Miro Heiskanen, Rope Hintz, Joel Kivi Ranta, Dell, Yanni Hakampaa, all hailing from the nation of Finland, as does Capo Kako, as do several players in the NHL, but I know. The Stars players from Finland have established themselves as the Finnish Mafia. Mafia. Uh, And so I think it would be interesting to see a sixth member added to that equation. I think that could be really fun. It would help establish some chemistry for him from the get-go. These guys probably already have some sort of relationship with one another and especially with how talented capo is i'm sure that they've spent some time playing with one another and that they already have some sort of established relationship there which i think could help any sort of transition from a place like new york coming to a place like dallas two very different cities and then of course you look at the player himself and capo caco he's six foot three 205 pounds so he provides a nice blend of size and just pure offensive talent obviously playing the forward position. This is a guy who is known for being a fantastic offensive player, whether it's goal scoring, whether it's facilitating and playmaking at his best. Capo Caco can do a little bit of everything. And just like Dennis Gurionov, who I still think has some of his better days ahead of them. He has that nice blend of speed and size as well. So he's not going to be a guy that you can just go around and knock, you know, push around as the opposition. This is a guy who can hit back. Who can hold his own ground both on a physical level but also at an actual NHL hockey playing level. And, and I think he would benefit from moving to a team where maybe he doesn't have to be on the top six. I think Capo Caco could come in and maybe spend some of the early parts of the early stages of the next season somewhere on the bottom six, get his feet under him, get build some chemistry with some guys. Uh, and get his you know, momentum going, get his mojo rolling, if you will. And then if things really start to progress with him, you can consider moving him into a top six spot. And then, of course, this is, of course, long term, uh, really, really thinking far in the future. If things continue to go well with him on the developmental side, you maybe consider moving him permanently to the top six and maybe even to the top line, depending on how things continue to shape out for this star's roster over the year. Uh, I think that's a pretty safe way to do it, and I think that would be beneficial for him to get to come into a team and not immediately have to be a key component to the offense, a guy that would have to be on the top six. I think that the Stars have other pieces that can fill those roles right now, Uh, and then if needed, if Capo Caco is able to elevate his game to the next level, you can consider putting him in a top six role. But at the end of the day, I think when it comes down to the whole Capo Caco situation, I think he could just really benefit from a change of scenery, which sounds cliche. It sounds like a really easy cop-out take to make. But I think, you know, it's been said so long and it can sound cliche, but that doesn't make it any less true. I mean, you look at the situation that Capo Caco has been put in. Obviously, he is one of many young players who has had to navigate this whole COVID era of the sports world, um, where in his rookie season, I believe he started in the nineteen twenty season where things obviously shut down. Last season was not easy for any player or any team. This past year, being his first real quote unquote season in the NHL, still some COVID pauses, still some issues with the league that, you know, nothing that the players or teams could really control. So he's had a pretty rough go of it, all while playing in one of, if not the toughest sports markets in america i mean you hear all the time that the new york media is brutal the fans are brutal they're very passionate and they love their teams and i know that the city of new york they love their rangers but with that comes these lofty expectations for greatness from the get-go i mean you see it with every team it's not just hockey it's with the knicks it's with the giants it's with the jets it's with the yankees and the met but i digress i digress uh I think it could be beneficial for him to move from a city like New York, which is a good sports city, but a difficult one for young players because the expectation is to perform with excellence from the get-go and he moves to a city like Dallas where the fans are still passionate. Dallas sports fans love the Stars. Stars fans are one of the most passionate groups of fan bases I've ever encountered and even been a part of, but I think the expectation would be a little bit smoother for him knowing he's still young. He's still kind of getting his feet under him here in the NHL with all of the stuff he's had to go through in the past few seasons, just like every other NHL player who's had to go through COVID protocols, uh, scheduling changes, condensed schedules, you name it. Uh, And I think it would be a little bit easier of a rise to his full potential here in Dallas just because it's not as much of a pressured environment. And then, of course, you look at the money side of things. He was making around $3.5 million a season on his last deal with the Rangers. I, I don't think that he's really done too much to demand too much more money than that. I mean, obviously, he is a second overall pick, so maybe he warrants a little bit more. But I don't think any of his stats warrant a huge pay raise. So if the Dallas Stars can sign him... For somewhere in that range maybe no more than four or 4.5 million dollars i'd say maybe even five million dollars would be as high as i'd be willing to go to sign him i think it's a guy that it could be a risky guy to go after because maybe we've already seen the best of capo caco i would hate to, for that to be the case with the guy who has as much upside as he does but i think it could be an interesting pursuit from the stars to look to add to their roster a guy that maybe some other people have already counted out and say is not built for this league it'd be a really cool story if the stars could go after him add him to the roster and then he's able to turn his career around here in texas today's episode of locked on stars is also brought to you by betonline.net betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's Basketball Championship, the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, the latest fighting news and MMA and UFC and boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline.net where the game starts all right we're going to close out today's episode talking about game one of the stanley cup finals it's finally going down tonight the end of the hockey season is here but we have at least four more games ahead of us i'm hoping we get six or seven but it has all come down to this, the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning are the last two teams standing. I expect this to be a very high energy game. Two teams that are excited to get after it. I mean, the Tampa Bay Lightning looking to assert themselves as the next dynasty in the NHL, and the Colorado Avalanche looking to assert themselves as one of the best well-rounded teams in NHL history. This was a big year for them. The The whole can they make it past the second round of the playoffs debate. And not only did they make it past the second round, they haven't lost a game since making it past the second round. They swept the Edmonton Oilers. They swept the best player in the NHL in Connor McDavid. And now they are looking to slay Goliath in form of guys wearing blue and white Sweaters. I'm excited for this game. I'm excited for this series. I think this is a dream matchup for the NHL. I think if you could ask the people in the NHL front office, they would probably tell you that this was the ideal matchup just in terms of entertainment value. You have all the big names. You have some great storylines going into this. It just has a little bit of everything uh, and I think is a final that is good for the game. Uh, and good for people to continue to fall in love and enjoy how entertaining hockey can actually be when you take time to sit down and watch it and understand the sport at a deeper level. And I've already gone on record in saying that I think the Tampa Bay Lightning will win this series in six games. But I do think the Colorado Avalanche come out and win game One, I think they are well-rested and I know a lot of times the argument can be a well-rested team can maybe get caught off guard But I think the Colorado Avalanche are a smart enough team They're a well-led enough team to know that you cannot be too well-rested going into this game They knew that they would likely be playing the Tampa Bay Lightning in this series And so they've been preparing even though they've really had time off from playing in competitive games against the Oilers I would imagine that they've been hard at work and practice preparing for these high-energy games against a team like the lightning so i think they maybe could come out to a slow start but i think they will overcome it if they do and they will assert themselves in the second and third periods of this game and obviously we've even seen it this postseason and even in a few seasons prior that the tampa bay lightning don't always start their best of seven series off on the strongest foot i think that could be the case here and obviously they are somewhat rested themselves having not played since saturday but there's still an aspect of they're not as well rested as the colorado avalanche so even if they do go down one or two games in the series you definitely cannot count them out as we saw in the eastern conference finals but the colorado avalanche are playing at home that building is going to be on fire about to collapse from those fans it just makes sense i think they come out and win game one. Maybe not in dominating fashion, but I think in convincing enough fashion, I think Kale McCarr will be the X factor in this game. If he plays well and has a huge night, the rest of the Avalanche will as well. And I think if the Avs do end up winning this series, that he is a good fit for the Con Smythe Trophy. Whereas on the other end, Andre Vasilevsky is obviously the X factor for this Tampa Bay Lightning team. They do have good offensive players in place. They have a good defensive system. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to whether Vasilevsky can be the AV88 that we've come to know these past two years in the regular season and in the postseason or if he will crumble under the pressure of this Colorado offense, which can put any goalie to work in a quick matter of seconds and even just all throughout the game. I can't imagine how difficult it is to go up against an offense as stacked as Colorado's. But let me know in the comments down below if you're watching on YouTube what your predictions are for Game 1 and what your overall predictions are for the Stanley Cup Finals as well. And let me know your thoughts on Capo Caco and whether or not you would like to see him in Dallas or if you envision him going to play somewhere else in the NHL. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Stars. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to check out the Locked On NHL podcast for your second listen. They will be covering the Stanley Cup Finals in depth every monday through friday their show is free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen just like the locked on stars podcast be sure to drop a subscription or a follow on your favorite podcasting platform or on youtube you can leave a comment rating review if you like what you hear you can also find and follow me on twitter at dane double underscore lewis and our show as well at locked on Stars. Thank you guys so much again for listening to today's episode. We'll be right back here tomorrow with more Dallas Stars off-season content and remember to be loud, wear green, go Stars. You guys, know the drill, we'll see you back here tomorrow.